good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, good morning. Good morning. It is Friday, the 10th of December, 2021. The Thai Expat Daily Show is now back on air after having a number of days off due to illness, but we're feeling a lot better and we're ready to jump into the first story of the day. Now, something that we haven't done is covered the COVID numbers in quite a while in Thailand. So I think that's something we'll touch on today. There were 49 more COVID-19 fatalities and 4,203 new cases registered during the previous 24 hours. The Public Health Ministry said on Thursday morning. There were 4,161 cases in the general population and 42 among prison inmates. This compared with 38 coronavirus-related fatalities and 3,618 new cases reported on Wednesday morning. On Wednesday, 7,939 COVID-19 patients were discharged from hospital after recovering from the coronavirus. And the latest Phuket Provincial Health Office daily COVID situation report has marked 64 new local infections confirmed across the island, bringing the total number of people recognised as infected with COVID-19 in Phuket since April 3rd to 18,447. Now, Thailand has detected a potential Omicron case in a Thai man arriving from the Democratic Republic of Congo, with a test underway to confirm whether he is the fourth COVID-19 Omicron variant infection in the country, as the first three detections have now been confirmed, said the, the Director General of the Medical Sciences Department. The three other confirmed cases included a Thai-American businessman arriving from Spain via Dubai and two Thai women returning from Lagos, the capital of Nigeria, via Qatar. Dr. Supikit said that the two Thai women have recovered and are now clear of the highly transmissible variant. Early reports that the Thai American businessman has not shown any symptoms, but he has been placed in isolation and under observation for the 14 days of his quarantine. Dr. Supikit said the 41-year-old Thai man arriving from the Congo is now also under observation, adding that officials have been trying to locate high-risk people who were in contact with him. From November 1st to December 8th, the Medical Services Department has employed SMP tests on 1,649 arrivals from abroad. Only four potential Omicron variant cases were detected, three of which were later confirmed. Most of the positive detected are the Delta variant. And moving along, a story in relation to Thailand's economy. Economic recovery could take longer than predicted, says the central bank. Thailand's economy will take longer than expected to bounce back to pre-COVID levels, the Bank of Thailand's governor said on Thursday. He noted that earlier projections on when the economy could recover could be wrong, as predictions are more complicated than the clear-cut figure like GDP, exports, consumption, etc. The bank expects that the economy won't rebound to pre-COVID levels until at least the first quarter of 2023. Thailand's economy contracted 6.1% last year when its vital tourism sector was battered by the pandemic. Hotels, airlines and other services were the first to implode when the nation closed its borders and implemented strict restrictions. However, Setaputs emphasised that the recovery forecast only makes sense in terms of numbers. 
If you ask people on the ground whether they feel like things are recovering or getting back to normal, the answer is probably no. Setabud told a virtual forum arranged by the Minister of Foreign Affairs. Kunsutabud said it's due to an unprecedented downturn in the tourism industry. Bans on international travel resulted in a huge loss of visitors, which contributed to around 12% of the country's GDP, he added. As a result, a substantial amount of jobs in the tourism sector were lost, due to the absence of foreigners. According to him, tourism accounts for 20%, both direct and indirectly, to the country's employment. A research unit of Siam Commercial Bank, Economic Intelligence Centre, also predicts that Thailand will likely recover to pre-pandemic levels by the middle of 2023. But Yongyang Tyree Sharon, EIC Chief Economist, predicts that the outbreak of the Omicron variant will affect the tourism sector's recovery at the end of this year until the first quarter of 2022. EIC revised Thailand's GDP to grow 1.1% in 2021 from the previous 0.7%. He also trimmed the projection for 2022 from 3.2% to 3.4%. The slow recovery in the labour market will affect households' ability to earn income and manage rising debt, Yang Yang warned. And moving along, Thai tourists prepare for long weekend. Thai travellers are shrugging off concerns about the COVID-19 Omicron variant, with a recent survey indicating local tourists would generate 5.72 billion baht in the upcoming long weekend holiday. The new variant has sparked unease among some families, with children and elderly members, but overall travellers are preparing to hit the road as the survey conducted by the Tourism Authority of Thailand suggested 1.84 million local trips will be made between December 10th to 12th helping to generate 5.72 million baht for the domestic economy. TAT Governor Yutasak Supasorn said the 2 million room hotel subsidy, that's the We Travel Together, from the government is a major contributor to the growth of long holiday bookings. As there are fewer than 90,000 rooms available in the programme, the agency plans to hold discussions with private sector this week about increasing room quotas and extending the travel period from the end of January 2022. According to the survey, the average hotel occupancy rate nationwide this weekend is expected to be around 40%. Tourists are confident to travel in Thailand because the vaccination rate surpassed 50% and most people have learned to adopt preventative measures, found the survey. The eastern provinces are expected to generate 1.4 billion baht from roughly 362,000 travellers this weekend, followed by 1.3 billion from 272,500 travellers flocking to northern Thailand for its cool weather this month. By province, the most visited destinations are still the famous areas in each region, including Chonburi, Kanchanaburi, Chiang Mai, Nakhon Ratchisama, Khan Ken, Ayutthaya, Rayong and Prachapkiri Khan. The relaxation of mass gathering rules at tourism destinations is another factor allowing such events as the Chiang Mai Street Jazz 2021 from November 4 to 11 and the two-month-long Pattaya Music Festival 2021. So for anyone who was wondering, today is Constitution Day here in Thailand. This national holiday is held annually on December 10th. If December 10th falls on a weekend, the holiday will be observed on the following Monday. This holiday commemorates Thailand's adoption of a constitutional monarchy in 1932. And moving along to the featured story of today, foreign demand still tepid. The country's reopening on November 1 
marked the first step towards rebuilding the battered tourism industry, but the process will likely take several years as international demand is still sluggish and a new COVID-19 variant just emerged. According to the Department of Disease Control, Thailand had 133,061 arrivals from November 1 to 30, far below the pre-pandemic level of around 3 million tourists per month. Panya didn't see a spike in tourist numbers during the country's reopening, but operators are hoping for better momentum in the first two months of next year, as forward bookings have already reached 30%, said Pong Saporn Ketprakapkorn, president of the Tourism Council of Panya. Of the 12,000 available rooms in the province, there is an occupancy rate of 20% this month, up from 10% in November, mostly driven by local guests who account for 60-70%. to 70%. He said most of the 25,000 registered employees under the social security system lost their jobs during the outbreak, but 5,000 workers were rehired last month. Employment in the sector for December is expected to total 15,000 workers. Hoteliers reopening acknowledged they will not make a profit at this point, but together we can lift the travel mood for the whole destination, Mr. Ponksacorn said. The situation remains volatile for key markets such as Germany and the Scandinavian countries, which could face another lockdown, leading operators to prepare for uncertainty, he said. Mr. Ponksacorn said Russian operators cannot charter flights because of obstacles for air travel between Thailand and Russia. The government should work with our Russian authorities on the issue as Russian tourists have shifted to other destinations, such as Turkey and the Maldives, he said. If air travel resumes, at least one flight or 300 passengers per day will visit the province during the peak season on the Andaman coast, said Mr. Ponsacorn. The president of the Tourism Council of Krabi said the occupancy rate in November remained flat at 20%, but sentiment is improving for the festive season with more direct flights to Krabi this month. Average occupancy is projected to improve to 40-50%, to 50%, she said. Finnair started bringing long-stay tours to Krabi from December 1 and plans to offer around 20 flights in December after the third phase of the airport terminal expansion is completed. Ms. Charan Tip said travel agents would like hotels in Krabi to offer special deals to attract demand and reduce costs for Finnair, which plans to operate more flights to the province until next March. Tourism operators in Krabi are also waiting for scheduled flights from Singapore and Malaysia to materialise, which were previously set for October 31st, but were postponed after outbreaks in those countries. The president of the Thai Hotels Association, Northern Chapter, said Chiang Mai will have to wait for tourists connecting from Phuket or Bangkok because there are no direct international flights to the province. She said if Scoot, a Singaporean long-cost carrier, can start flying from Singapore to Chiang Mai around mid-December, the convenience of a direct flight should attract tourists. So as we can see, the numbers for this month have been pretty poor. They're talking about just over 133,000 tourists for the entire month, which is averaging about 4,400 per day. Now, most of those are going to Bangkok and maybe 1,000 are going to Phuket. So demand has not been there. Yes, December will be busier, but obviously not from international tourism, but from Thai tourism, which is still a main focus of many, many hotels in Panya, the Kaulak area, Phuket and other parts of the country because there just isn't enough tourists internationally to sustain these businesses right now. Now the future of tourism in Thailand will have to be a focus and a mix of international and domestic. Hotels can ill afford anymore to focus solely on international tourism because 
you need to learn your lesson from this whole pandemic. And the reason so many hotels and hospitality businesses got in trouble was their complete reliance on the international trade, forgetting about their own country people. And I definitely think that's something hotels and more hospitality businesses will have to focus on to be able to succeed in the future. Tourism is going to be sporadic for the next couple of years because of different variants, the ease at which countries will lock down their societies and things like this. So yes, we have to prepare over here and we have to get ready for shifting the hospitality model in this country and move it away a little bit from international tourism and have also a focus on the domestic market. However, the hope is that there will be continued international tourism and the numbers will definitely go up as month by month goes along. Now, I've been doing a little bit of research just on the Thai insurance companies and what they've been offering to try give my listeners and people who tune in some idea of what you would be paying and what's kind of covered. So here in Thailand, there's a number of insurance companies that will cover you for the COVID insurance when you're arriving in Thailand. Uh, the three companies that I'm going to focus on are AXA Insurance today, Luma Health, and then another one called Tune Protect, which is really from Air Asia, and I think it could be underwritten by Luma Health, but we'll cover all three. Now, AXA Insurance, what we're going to talk about is just a 30-day plan because, I mean, we could be doing 12 months if we wanted to, but it would take about 10 podcasts to get through. So we're talking 30 days for each of them and their basic plan and what it's going to cost. So AXA Insurance, their 30-day basic plan, is costing 2,250 Thai baht. The insurable age is 1 to 74. I asked AXA about a 75-year-old and a 76-year-old, and they said they would not cover them. Don't know why. That was what the agent told me on the chat when I was speaking with them. A little strange, but nevertheless, that's how it is. In medical expenses due to accident or sickness, it'll cover you for 1.75 million Thai baht or 50,000 US dollars. You'll receive a letter from AXA detailing the coverage which is accepted by the Thai government for the Thailand Pass. So that's just some information for you on that. Now, in relation to whether they will cover you if you get COVID here in the country and you have no symptoms, but you're put in like a quarantine hotel for 14 days, this is the reply they give to you. Please be informed that AXO will cover for the medical expenses incurred based on medical necessity. If you're tested positive for COVID-19, regardless of showing of symptoms, once the immigration process is completed, including the time that you're in quarantine. But for the hotel quarantine, this will not be covered. Now, it doesn't make 100% sense when I read it, but what they're basically saying, they'll cover you for medical costs related to COVID-19, but they will not cover you for the hotel quarantine. So if you have no symptoms, but you're COVID-19 positive, you go to the the AQ hotel, they're not going to cover that. So that's just a little information about AXA. Now, another one is Luma Health Thailand Pass. They have various levels of coverage. Again, we're just talking about 30 days. And the cheapest package they have is called Plan 1 Light, and it's 2,276 Thai baht. Applicants, again, must be between the age of 1 and 74, so they don't seem to be covering older people, which I think is a really terrible thing because, you know, there's a great amount of older people who do like to travel to Thailand. I don't know why they're cutting them off. They cover you up to 50,000 US dollars or 1.8 million Thai baht, I guess. It will all depend on the exchange rate. And uh, from what I read, they do cover you if you go into that AQ hotel. Now, that's what I was told by them. I don't know if it'll really happen. But again, that's what it says. 
Now, Tune Protect, which is from Air Asia, and it's called the Tune iPass. It's got various levels of coverage. Again, we're talking about 30 days. And Plan One Light is 2,276 Thai baht. It's the same as Luma Health. So I'm guessing they're underwritten by the same people or this insurance is from Luma Health. Again, applicants must be between the age of one and 74 years of age. And medical coverage starts at 50,000 US dollars for the basic plan. And actually, the medical coverage goes up to 100,000 US, US dollars for higher cost plans. So, yes, if you get their top tier plan, which is plan three, and you're paying 6,000 Thai baht for a 30 day plan, you'll be covered up to 100,000 US dollars. So, they're doing a progressive step in relation to the premiums that you're paying, unlike AXA, for example, who just keep it at 50,000 and charge you more for a higher plan. That doesn't make any sense to me either, though. And just to confirm that Tune Protect will also cover you for asymptomatic treatment in an AQ hotel. And that's what they've told me as well. The same as Luma Health. So, yes, there's three insurance options here in Thailand. There could be more, but these are the ones that I could find that were easy to look up and they gave information straight away. Now, in your own home country, you know, for example, if you're in the UK or America, wherever you may be, there are plenty of insurance options that are more than adequate for this. As long as they cover you for COVID sickness, right? That's all the plan has to do. Plus, obviously cover you for 50,000 US dollars. But most plans that I've seen in America, the UK, Ireland, wherever you may be in this world, cover you for a lot more than 50,000 US dollars. They cover you for a million, two million, you know, so... Obviously, those plans are a lot more superior than the ones here in Thailand. It will be entirely up to you what you want to use, but I'm just giving you a little bit of information on the Thai plans. Now, just to make sure everybody knows, I'm not affiliated in any way whatsoever to any of those companies, but I'm just giving you some kind of information to help you along. Now, for tomorrow's show, I plan to focus on the Test and Go hotels in Bangkok, and in Phuket, along with the pricing for test and go hotels in Bangkok and the whole procedure in Phuket for getting your hotel, your PCR test and your transportation because the systems are completely different. So we'll have that in tomorrow's show for people. So hopefully tune in tomorrow and we'll have that. We'll go through five star hotel in Bangkok, what the price is for a test and go and a four star and the cheapest hotel in Bangkok for your test and go one night PCR quarantine and transportation so that will be all in tomorrow's show so hopefully you'll tune in for that and moving along the bot or bank of thailand is concerned over the use of digital assets to make payments the bank of thailand's concerned about the use of digital assets to pay for goods and services because of their price volatility using digital assets as payment for goods and services has become a growing trend Digital assets are associated with high price volatility and risks of cyber theft, personal data leakage and money laundering. This could be detrimental to merchants, businesses and consumers, said Chayawadi Chayanant, the central bank's senior director of corporate communications. If digital assets become widely used as a means of payment for goods and services, such risks could affect payment system stability, financial stability and consumer protection, he said. Means of payment under the central bank's definition covers ubiquity, store of value and trust. The central bank is not concerned about investment in digital assets as investors accept risk in this case, said Ms. Chewadi. Payment for goods and services via digital assets is not illegal. In addition, the central bank does not prohibit commercial banks' involvement in digital assets through their subsidiaries. 
but the banks may shoulder a higher risk management through higher risk provision, she said. The central bank does not agree commercial banks will get involved in risky digital assets directly as commercial banks need to take care of depositories, said Ms. Cheowadi. The central bank, in coordination with the Securities and Exchange Commission and other agencies, is considering guidelines to regulate the usage of digital assets as a means of payment for goods and services to limit risk. Priority will be placed on the use of technology to promote financial innovation, enhancing the efficiency and security of payment systems and safeguarding the stability of the overall economic system, she said. The central bank has been formulating a consultation paper of the future financial landscape, including digital assets. The paper is expected to take shape in the first quarter of next year. The senior director of the Economic and Policy Department said the central bank is not concerned about all aspects of digital assets. Its greatest concern is blank coins, which are not backed by any assets, he said. And our next story, two Nigerians caught after illegally entering Thailand from Cambodia. Two Nigerians were arrested by Thai border security forces yesterday after they slipped across the Thai-Cambodian border into Ta Praya district of the eastern province of Sakao, reportedly to apply for passports in Thailand. One told Thai authorities that they opened a business in Vietnam in 2018, but subsequently moved to Cambodia after Vietnam was hit by the COVID-19 pandemic. After operating a closed store in Cambodia for two years, one of them lost their passport but could not apply for a new one because there is no Nigerian consular office in Cambodia, so both decided to come to Thailand. He also said that he hired another Nigerian on Sunday to drive them to a location near the border opposite Ta Praya district where a smuggling gang would arrange for their entry into Thailand via a natural crossing at a cost of 32,000 baht. Both spent two nights at a shelter and sneaked across the border on foot on Tuesday. They were then arrested in the middle of a sugarcane plantation. The two illegal immigrants passed body temperature checks and were sent to Ta Praya District Police Station pending prosecution. The Thai government has ordered security to be beefed up at the borders to stop the entry of illegal immigrants, fearing that they may bring the COVID-19 Omicron variant into Thailand. And the next story is about how Thai justice was actually dished out to the super-rich. Black Panther verdict, construction tycoon must go to jail, Supreme Court. Thailand's top court ruled Wednesday that a powerful construction tycoon and his underlying accomplices must go to jail for their roles in poaching protected wild animals nearly four years ago. The Supreme Court today upheld the conviction of Italian Thai development CEO Premchai Karnasutha on charges of bribery and conspiring to poach wildlife, for which he had been sentenced to a total of two years and six months in jail. It also upheld a verdict against two other defendants, Yong Dok Drao and Tani Tomat, who have been sentenced to between two years and nine months to two years and 13 months each. The three must also pay a total of 2 million Thai baht or 60,000 US dollars to the National Parks, Wildlife and Plant Conservation Department. In February 2018, Prem Chai and his hunting team were discovered with numerous animal carcasses and guns in the Tung Yai Wildlife Sanctuary in Kanchanaburi province. Images of one of the nation's wealthiest men sitting in a camp littered with the remains of protected wildlife including the Black Panther, which park rangers said he cooked into a soup enraged the public. Park rangers who arrested him, Vishin Chinawang, was hailed as a hero. 
Most assumed Prem Chai would be untouchable, given his status atop a firm responsible for building much of the nation's infrastructure. He was first convicted in January 2019 on weapons-related charges and intent to poach wildlife, though he was found not guilty of the most serious offence, poaching the Black Panther. Later that year, he was convicted of attempting to bribe the park rangers who arrested him, for which he was sentenced to one year. A raid on his home found illegal ivory, but he was acquitted of those charges as well. Subsequent appeals of those convictions was upheld by the appeals court before reaching the Supreme Court. So it's nice to see that there was, and that Thai justice sometimes at least gets dished out to the super rich, and that they are not above the law. And finally, the Phuket news. Phuket to host powerboat real jet ski races. The Phuket Thailand Powerboat 2021 competition with high speed powerboat and jet ski races will be held at Karan Beach on December 18 to 19. No Omicron in Phuket, assures officials. The Phuket immigration chief and the Phuket vice governor have both assured that the Omicron variant of COVID-19 has not yet been found in Phuket and that all the tourist arrivals from Africa still on the island have tested negative for the virus. And finally, Phuket gets new state drug rehab. A new state-run drug rehabilitation centre has opened on the island in the hope of steering more people away from using and dealing drugs. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.